0: From Vistio, this is recorded for Quality Assurance, a show where we talk to the world's leading CX experts about industry trends, CX technology, and transforming customer support into a streamlined strategic advantage for your business. Welcome to CXQA Live, the home of the agent-centric contact center philosophy. We talk about this every week, how agents with the right training tools and connection with your company will be a revenue growth and protection center for your business or brand. They're going to be the best diagnostic tool you could possibly have for your business. They're going to ensure that your customers are satisfied and connected. They're going to produce more and better work, and they're going to want to stay and contribute to the long-term success of your company. Now, today we have joining us for the first time on the show... Stacey Sherman of Doing CX Right. Easily one of the most impactful CX podcasts around, by the way. So if you haven't checked out Doing CX Right, shame on you. You're behind. Get on the bandwagon. But she's also an award-winning speaker, an advisor, and wears all the hats. So basically, you do a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But we're so glad to have you with us on the show today, Stacey.
1: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And yes, it's about doing. It's not just
0: talking. Doing. Mm, do or do not. There is no try. I believe that was Yoda. There you go.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Stacy, a while back, you co-authored the customer experience book with several other CX thought leaders. And I, I wanted to focus our time today on something that you contributed to the book, and that is uh, the relationship between. Engaged agents and brand differentiation. Right. And so I think everybody will acknowledge that having disengaged employees is bad for CX. You're not really going to have a lot of argument about that. Right. But I think it's more helpful to talk about this type of topic in, in the framework of an opportunity, to talk about the opportunities for all kinds of good things to happen to your customers' experience when your customer-facing employees, which are the agents in the contact center, are truly engaged. And I thought maybe a helpful way that we could start this conversation is with some definitions and a little bit of theory. So, Stacy, what is an engaged agent?
1: Yes. And I love this question because it's about getting back to basics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really about agents. It refers to their level of commitment. Their motivation, their connection, and their satisfaction that agents feel towards their job, their team, the organization, and it transfers to the customer. It's all interconnected.
0: No, it's really true. You know, we talk about agent satisfaction, we talk about the viewpoint of the entire customer experience from the agent is having value, but if the agent themselves are not engaged and connected in all of these different ways, you know, the value is lost in many ways. And, and, and the onus in some, to some degree is on the organization to make those engagements possible for the agent, right?
1: Yes. And, I had an experience that I thought was very interesting. I was doing a training, a workshop, and there were some salespeople in the room and agents, and we were all talking about customer pain points from their Mm. different lenses. Mm. And it was really interesting how the sales front line never really thought about how agents are also the front line. Mm. There was this line drawn around customer service representatives and agents, and the word frontline didn't automatically click for them. Mm -hmm. And yet it really is true. Sometimes those agents are the frontline before the sales team when they call, you know, customer service for someone calls for help, and then there's an opportunity to promote something it starts sometimes with them. So it's important that people really embrace and understand that agent engagement, agent success, you have to invest in that.
0: No, hundred percent. And when you have a a business model where you have a separated sales and customer service or customer success, you know, departments, right? The long-term success of that salesperson's career in some ways is in the hands of of the people that take care of that salesperson's customers. And so, you know, it it, it always baffles me. I, you know, I've got some sales responsibilities and experience myself, how minimal the viewpoint is for a lot of salespeople about the full customer journey and customer experience and how they don't recognize the value of all those who are helping to make that customer journey and experience something that's going to keep that customer around. Right. And so, uh, that is an interesting perspective that I think we yeah. need to, as organizations, always be putting forth that anybody that's in, engaging with the customer directly is frontline and you know their engagement in general matters.
1: Yes. And I also want to emphasize whether a company has full-time staff employees or you're taking advantage of outsource solutions, BPOs the gig economy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It's the same principles. You have to invest in your agents because when they feel valued and appreciated and have that support, the customer does feel it. So I just want people to realize that there is a true gig economy and don't separate employee versus non-employee.
0: No, it's the same principle. I want to stop here for a second and just camp out for a minute because I think this is something that a lot of organizations don't understand. And what I mean by that is if you have, let's say, gig employees or you have outsourced customer service agents, the impact that those people have on your overall business, your customer journey, your business outcomes is the same, even though they're not Technically, directly employees of your business. And you now have a couple of additional layers of communication and leadership and policies and other things through which that engagement must transfer in order to achieve the desired business outcomes, right? And a lot of times I think it just comes down to cost and pragmatism. And we just need to get butts in seats to answer calls and emails and chats. And at the end of the day, that's kind of a reductionist view of what's really going on. In many cases, I think gig work in CX and BPOs mm-hmm. are just sort of viewed as a necessary thing that we do for cost reasons or whatever. But those organizations that you know host gig work or that are BPOs and, and they're actually the ones directly managing the customer-facing employee, there are some out there that do an exceptional job of cultivating that kind of engagement with the brand that's being represented and therefore with the customer. And I think those are stories that would be good to highlight. I would love to highlight some of those. We've had a couple of very unique BPOs, you know, leaders on our show. I think of Martin Anderson with Lemon over in the UK and Wayward Curtis with Support You here in the States. And, And this is something that they focus on in their whole cultural and mission vision values aspects of their BPO business. But it's an extra challenge, right, for the, the the actual brand being represented to make sure that the gig work and the BPO that are involved in their customers' experience are engaging with the same dynamics and and caring about how engaged the agents are. I know we camped out there for a minute, but I just think that's a unique dynamic. Not There are not a lot of businesses where you have so much outsourced customer-facing employee base. And it's just a challenge to be aware of to make sure that that engagement is still happening.
1: I believe this is absolutely a workforce trend. Mm-hmm. I believe Gig CX, for lack of a better word, is growing in popularity. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the BPOs, those brands, they differentiate through talent. Mm-hmm. And that talent, call them agents, call them Chief experience officers, call them anything you want, call them people, right? Human beings that are coexisting with the artificial intelligence robots. And that's a whole nother day, a whole nother topic. At the end of the day, It's people. And so whether they're the people that are 1099 or they're people that are on your payroll directly as employees, you have to do the agent experience right. And those are the ones that win the wallets of those enterprise or any company. It's just a fact.
0: I I agree with you. And the trend is that that's becoming more apparent in the industry at large. And so more companies are... You know, kind of following that model and how they set up their gig CX or or outsource labor and mm-hmm. paying more attention to the agent experience, and that's a good thing. That's something that we as an industry should be celebrating and highlighting and talking about.
1: Yeah, and by the way, the differences between the best companies and the ones that are mediocre have a dedicated team mm-hmm. to agent experience. It's not a just one person that checks boxes. It's a real dedicated team different from employee experiences yeah, and different from your customer facing organizations. So it's intentional. There's a real investment. And those are the difference between what I call doing agent experience, right? Versus mediocre.
0: So I think that's a whole show topic is, the idea of a separate agent experience role within a contact center, because I think there's a lot of implications there, right? You're, you're talking about a space on the PL dedicated to actually advancing and cultivating the kind of agent experience that brings about the desired business outcomes. And to achieve that level of recognition within a business that something matters that much is a sign of a larger trend, something that other businesses that aren't doing that could learn from. So maybe our second episode together will be on that topic, right? This happens all the time with show guests. We're in the middle of a show and we come up with new show topics for the next time. (laughs) Um, But moving on just a little bit here, I wonder if you could break down for us some very practical ways that CX organizations could build a culture where agent engagement is the norm. You just dropped one, right? like dedicated people who look after cultivate, make corrections report back on the agent experience. But I think you have a few more nuggets you'd like to share on this.
1: Right. Because we are talking about doing, not just thinking about.
0: (laughs) I'm tempted to do my Yoda voice so bad right now, but we're not going to do that. Please
1: continue. (laughs) We got to keep it real. So, all right, tools. You've got to give your agents the right tools. I'm going to be brand agnostic right now and help them save time, Mm. make it easy, the level of effort for the agents so that they can really listen instead of worry about those administrative tasks. So that's absolutely necessary. Also, Brands that are Mm purpose-driven drive a culture of meaningful work. There's a study I just read by Accenture that 72% of consumers, thousands of consumers were asked about how important purpose-driven brands are around the environment, about social issues, about purpose and meaning. And they are willing to pay a premium For brands that are driven by purpose and talk about purpose even more than profit. And the same goes true for your employees and your agents. When they feel that they're associated to a purpose brand, Mm -hmm. they deliver more, they go up and beyond. So that's another important thing is have a purpose, define it and create activities around it so that people feel it and deliver it that's really good kudos encouragement recognition we're human we love it we need it the difference is some people want it privately Mm. and some people want it just give me you know send me pick up the phone just call me Mm -hmm. right they want just private others want it all over social media give me that kudos You know, you have to know your agents and what matters to them. And so, but do something. And a lot of times, if you do surveys in your company, so many times a customer will mention an agent and an employee by name. Mm -hmm. And so that's an opportunity to go take that and celebrate it, make some noise, because then whatever that good behavior was, they're going to do it again. And then when an agent is mentioned in a survey or any feedback mechanism that there was disappointment, what a beautiful way to coach. So kudos, coaching, spotlighting what great looks like peer-to-peer. And my last thing I'll say, because there's so many, is the voice of agent, just like the voice of employees, just like the voice of your customer. You Mm -hmm. have to ask your agents for their views, especially as the front line, as you're making business decisions, as you're creating strategies, include them in the process. That can be your game changer.
0: No, absolutely. And we, you know, we've talked about VOA as a hashtag here on the show a few times. You know, because it's something that, in some organizations, is just not a seat at the table for the agent when it comes to making decisions when it comes to understanding because the agent is is simply viewed as you know another piece in the machinery of customer experience whereas in reality these are the people that know your customers the best these are the people yeah. that understand what's broken in your business the best we talk about that you know in our contact center philosophy the agent centric contact center philosophy you know the diagnostic tool of a human who thinks critically that talks to your customers all day and understands the, the the pain points that your existing customers have with your brand better than anybody. And they also have a view of the systems that they're being asked to use and the training that they've been given and, and the overall policies, even the product and service itself that is being sold to the customer. The agent's going to be intimately aware Of all the good, the bad, and the ugly there. And if agents are engaged and taught to feel and think that their voice matters, then the kind of value that you see out of the agent for the business is multiplied. And that's what we're talking about here.
1: Yes. I also have observed that on Facebook, and other social media channels, agents form communities. They do. They talk about your brand. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. And therefore, huh, reputation management. Yeah. So I also recommend that you as the company create a space for them to have conversations, to help each other. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ways to do that. But community is big. And if you don't take the initiative to create it for them, they do it for themselves. And that can be destructive if you don't do it right.
0: It's so true. I mean, I'm in four or five different agent groups on Facebook, mostly just to learn. Um, And a number of very interesting topics just constantly circulating. And obviously the dynamic that you spoke of, which is people saying, what is it like to work for this brand in CX as an agent? And it's amazing. You see people flocking to answer that question, either to say they're great. They're wonderful. You know, we would love to have you join the team or don't go anywhere near that brand. I used to work for them as an agent and, you know, whatever, even seeing different contact center software being spoken about by agents. And yes, you know, those groups are really a goldmine of getting to understand the viewpoint of the agent. We have a, a show topic coming up at some point uh, this year, centered on a topic that comes out of one of those groups where multiple people responded to a post where somebody said, I just had a customer threaten to harm themselves because they can't pay their bill. And we have no training for this. We don't have any way of knowing how to respond to this customer. Do we call the police? Do we like? We don't know what to say or do. And then thirty-five other people come under that commenting, saying, "Yes, this happens at our organization as well, and we also have no training, no procedure, no policy." And you know that that's an example of of that community that forms around agents who are seeking that. Whereas your suggestion is brilliant that. A company creating a community for its own agents provides another layer of connectivity to the brand to show, you know, hey, we we know that you guys need this, but also it's a chance for leaders in the company to be a part of that community with the agents. And um, a lot of good things can come from that.
1: Yes. And going back to voice of agent, where a lot of companies fail mm-hmm. is that they have data silos. So in other words they have feedback in communities that agents and customers they create on social channels they there's surveys there's chat there's all different mechanisms to get agent feedback but what happens in companies is because there's company silos department silos the data also is not used and aggregated to prioritize and make better business decisions. So I am passionate about breaking silos, human silos, data silos, so that you can actually elevate your experiences for all the stakeholders. And not enough companies are doing that.
0: That's really, really good insight. Yet another topic we could spend a whole show on, (laughs) right?
1: Yes, Um, we can.
0: I'm realizing we have eight minutes left and a couple more things we want to cover together today. So (laughs) what are the CX and business outcomes that come about when agents are engaged?
1: Everything. All the things. (laughs) It's everything. They stay loyal. You don't have to worry about retraining, the costs of retraining and certifying them and bad press and them going to the Better Business Bureau and fighting that and the time and cost to do that. You get customer loyalty because when someone has a good experience, if you think about the customer journey and you got to map out that journey, how they learn, buy, get, use, customer service, that support, if everything in the journey is fabulous, but the customer service experience is awful, they will leave. Mm. So, that customer loyalty, that desire to return is all impacted by that engaged agent. And they also have to be empowered to take care of the customer.
0: Mm.
1: They're more productive. Mm. They go up and beyond. And when an agent or any human being, any employee, any staff member, when you love what you do and enjoy it, it doesn't feel like work. And therefore, you naturally deliver on that promise. And so, investing in agent success is essential. And I want to highlight one more tip because I think this is a very problematic challenge that's in control it's in our control it's leaders control and that is if you think about customer service agents that are supporting callers or chatters or whatever channel it is a lot of times these agents don't have the support customer service for them as agents Mm -hmm. they don't have the ability like you said before, they don't know how to answer something and nobody's given them either the training or the article or the the reference or they have their own ticket because they have technology issues. So providing customer service for your agents is just as important to them being able to deliver to that end customer. So all of that provides better outcomes. And helps that agent be engaged
0: and deliver. That's really powerful. So a couple of things I want to pull out there. When you start talking about the turnover and agent retention issue, you know, we're in a time where most organizations are looking to manage costs, cut costs even. And they're looking at, you know, what are things we can cut to, you know, make sure that we remain profitable. Most CX organizations have accepted a certain level of agent turnover because it is often a role that is viewed as a stepping stone. So a challenge that I have for the industry, that it's not really my challenge. It's something that is happening. But I would say for those of of you that might be viewing this content, maybe you're not aware of it, but or maybe you've heard rumblings about it. But there is a movement of, trying to retain agents, Mm -hmm. trying to put them in the mindset of a career as an agent, trying to increase their value to the company rather than just accepting that we're going to replace 25% annually, right? And so one major cost that can be addressed with better engagement is the cost of retraining and replacing agents. And it can make a huge difference in cost cutting times. And at the same time, it's going to increase not only top line revenue because you're not losing customers as much, but it's going to reduce the drag on the profit of the business, profitability of the business by not having that cost.
1: Yes. And I also want to remind people that going back to the gig economy, if you help agents who set up their own business, and they're part of a BPO, you have an opportunity to change lives. Mm. And therefore, you really need to look at it in totality for employees' success and for agents who are doing it as their own business. That BPO model, you have to treat it the same. You you impact lives. Mm.
0: Take it seriously. It's really good stuff. I mean, look, you know, in in our conversations that we have, Stacey, in general about life and about CX and and about, you know, the economy and about work and about business, there's this sense that meaning matters. Right. And and you talked about this earlier, you know, in the show today. And, you know, Jacob even made a comment that purpose is more important than profit. And I would say, yes, purpose is more important than profit. But also, purpose when added to a good business model will drive profit and i think the 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 connecting point there is what you just shared and that is that when people do what they love and they love what they do because what they do matters and they know that they're making a positive impact for themselves and for their customers and then businesses that hire businesses to carry out cx if that whole chain of meaning translates all the way through to the people that are talking to the customers, then everybody involved, including the customer is going to have a a sense of, you know, positive connection to the entire process. Right. And, you know, I had an experience not that long ago with a brand where, and it would be a brand that most people would recognize where the policy was somewhat anti-customer in my opinion, but The conversation that I had with the agent was so redemptive and so connecting. I mean, this agent walked through why the policy was in place, explained it, explained the business viewpoint in a way that did not push aside my concerns or my experience. And you could tell that they believed that it was the right policy for the business, but also understood why it would be hard for me as a customer. and. That was exceptional customer service, right? They had a hard task of explaining a customer to a customer, a policy a customer is probably not going to like. But there was obvious engagement with the brand, with that employee, with that agent that sort of characterized a lot of things that we've been talking about here today. I know we probably all had good experiences. So we're running close on time. I I would love for you to have the last word before we sign off, Stacey.
1: Oh, so much to say, not enough time. But I think the number one word that you said earlier and we're talking about here is around humanizing business and connections. Mm. And when you lead with purpose and you are intentional about breaking silos and building more of those connections with your customer, with your employees, with your agents, everybody wins Mm. and it's in our control. And so Mm. make it intentional, be proactive and apply what
0: works. Well said. On that note, everybody have a great Tuesday. Let's go make a difference where we are. Thanks for being with us, Stacey. Thank you. Bye guys. Listen to a recording of this and other episodes. Visit vistio.io forward slash podcasts. And to join our show live each week, go to vistio.io forward slash CX Live.